0: Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. All the people born here want to have happiness. They don't want suffering. Everyone aims to gain happiness from the time they are born Even being in the mother's womb, we want to have happiness as well. If the mother eats something hot and spicy, then the baby will squirm and suffer. The child will receive the taste of that food too. They suffer as well. So it shows that the body desires happiness. The mind desires happiness. And being born as a baby, lying there helpless... We still desire happiness. We want others to help us. We want to crawl, to walk, and to be able to do things ourselves, but we can't. When there is suffering arising, the baby will cry out. They are crying to call someone. When they are hungry, they cry. They send out a sound meaning they want to overcome suffering. They have the dirtiness come out, the excrement, urine, They can't do anything about it themselves. They need their mother to come help so they cry out. So this baby will use their language of crying out. The loved ones like their mother will be perceptive. If the child cries out, then they will know what assistance the child needs. The mother will know it and can assess it. It's an intuition. It's a bond they have with their child. They will know what is wrong with their child. When the child is bitten by an insect, by a mosquito, is too cold, too hot, they have unpleasant contact, then this child will have suffering arise. The mother and father have to keep assisting it. The father earns a living to support the child. The parents have to keep looking after the child well. But these days society has changed. The mothers and fathers work outside the home and they need someone else to come look after their child. The babysitter needs to have a mind of love and compassion towards the baby. Then that baby will have happiness arise. When the baby grows, it needs to learn in the nursery. Then it goes to preschool. And the little children want to be able to walk. They want to be able to do things themselves. When the child can walk, they are very pleased. They start to try to walk. When they can walk proficiently, wherever they go, they want to run. Because it was so difficult during the time when they couldn't do anything for themselves. They were just lying there, helpless. They wanted to crawl, but they couldn't do it. They were grabbed and had to lie down in whatever position they were placed. When they started to get stronger, they wanted to walk. They wanted to run. But this is the progress of the body of the child that allowed them to do this. We can see that ever since being a baby everyone is searching for happiness. We go running and searching for happiness continuously. We learn and study at school and think that when we finish studying we will have happiness. We won't have to suffer any more from learning and studying. From memorizing and doing exams which we worry and are anxious to know if we passed or not. When we finish our studies, then we have suffering again because we have to find a job. If we can't find a job, we suffer again. So if we get a job, we will have happiness. When we do get a job, we have happiness arise for a certain period of time. But soon we are suffering again. If we are an employee we have the suffering of an employee. If we are the boss, we have the suffering of a boss. If we are an employee under a boss, someone who is ordered around, then we can't go against their orders. We must follow the rules. Sometimes the boss has a bad mood and they let it out on the employees. This is the suffering of someone who is under the control of others. If we have the responsibility of a leader, we control others then this is another type of suffering because we have a lot of responsibilities there is one story related to this there was one policeman that was second in charge at a provincial police station in a certain district he was the number two there he came and complained to venerable ajanchar that i arrest the suspects and then after i have arrested them my boss, the number one in the police station, orders me to release the suspect. I am suffering. I followed my duty. I did my best, but I can't go against my boss, so I have to release them. I have a lot of suffering. Later, he got promoted to be the number one police officer in that station, and he suffered again, because he then had to be the officer who ordered to release some of the suspects that the second in charge of the station had caught. So it is true that he was the boss there, but he had a superior above him. It was like this. So being an employee or under someone, you have the suffering of an employee. Being a leader, you have the suffering of a leader. So whatever position you are in, If you have a view that is wrong, then you will suffer. But we believe that when we can get a high position of responsibility, then we will meet with happiness. We will have happiness and we will get many good things from achieving this position. But when we really get to that point, the suffering follows us. We don't get any true happiness. But if we search for the happiness that comes from the still mind, This is when we will start to meet with the happiness inside. Because the happiness of having wealth, this comes from having money and being happy from that. But the wealth in the bank, it is just there. It doesn't send us a stream of happiness. But if we use it to build goodness, then it gives us happiness through the use of wealth. Here, the Buddha said that it is the happiness coming from using wealth. But if we use it a lot, the wealth disappears. Then we have suffering again. We have to find ways on how to increase it, how to get more. And this requires the strength of mindfulness and wisdom. Maybe we take the money to invest it, and this has risk. If we have profit, then we are pleased. If we lose, then we suffer more than before. We can see that having money, doesn't mean one will have happiness but if we don't have it then we will suffer even more this is because whatever we do will be more difficult and troublesome in many ways and this is more so if we have sickness then those without money to treat the sickness will be more troubled than those that have money in the past those that had money and wealth they would hide it They would put it in a jar and bury it in the ground. They would hide it where no one would know where. And when they died, some would become a snake to look after that wealth. Or be a lizard, a gecko. If they buried their wealth on the shore, they became a crocodile to guard the wealth. Why is it like this? Because the mind is worried. It has worry. They die and they are still worried about their wealth. They do this instead of having wealth and using that wealth for benefit. Using the wealth to make merit and goodness arise for us. Then, when one dies, the mind is radiant. But they die and they are worried about their wealth. Then this is like the mind that isn't in a good state. They die and need to guard that wealth still. And even for one monk who had ordained a long time, whose sister had offered him a new upper robe. He put it out on the line outside on the veranda and thought that tomorrow I will go wear that upper robe. But that night the monk died before that. When they died, the other monks did their duty of giving out the robes of the deceased. But a flea cried out. The flea was crying out that this is my upper robe. My sister offered it. I was about to put it on when I died first. Why are you taking it from me? The Buddha heard the sound of the flea crying out like this, and the Buddha said for the monks to stop first. Don't give out the robe yet. Don't give out that monk's eight requisites. To wait for seven days. After seven days had passed, the flea could recollect his goodness of having ordained, and the monk died from being a flea and was born with a good mind born as a dewa. Here, if they had given out the upper robe before that, the flea would have had a bad mind state, be it in an unskillful mind state, the mind would be bad and would drop further to the hell realm. So the Buddha taught of the drawbacks of worry and concern over wealth, even for small amounts of wealth. If we worry like this, it will be a lot of danger to the mind. So possessing wealth doesn't mean one will have happiness for sure. If we have worry and fear arise, then giving it to someone else is difficult. We will feel that we have to give it to those we love so that we can be at ease. So we can see that this type of happiness isn't true happiness. We don't have true happiness yet. Here, a venerable elder said something worth listening to. He said, That if we people are close to death and we have money, wealth, jewelry, gold surrounding us, this cannot give us true happiness. So we should think that if in the last moments of our life we die, we may have wealth and money surrounding us, but will we have happiness? But someone with goodness, when they have wealth, they use it to gain benefit, to support others in an appropriate amount. And the people they love a lot, the children, grandchildren they love, they will be surrounding us, which will give more happiness. If a person with a mind that has love and metta has to leave, they don't want us to leave. But if we leave in reality, then we hope to go well, and they will do more merit and goodness for us. So the power of the mind of humans has greater value than wealth and money which can't really help us at all. And the more we think about wealth and money, the more we will worry about it. So, this goodness that we do is important. When we have material things, we give up a portion, we build some goodness. Or more importantly, we do the goodness that is higher, that bhavana, developing the mind. The goodness that we do regularly is giving, making merit, giving dana, giving alms, then our mind is at ease. This is called wealth, the noble wealth in the heart. We take the moral precepts and this is noble wealth. Listening to Dhamma is a wealth. It's an excellent noble wealth. Sitting meditation, cultivating the mind, chanting praises to the virtues of the Buddha Dhamma Sangha, this is an excellent wealth. This is called the development of our minds. In the time of the Buddha, it was an era of the emphasis on the mind. They saw the great importance of the mind more than material things. The Buddha saw the drawbacks and pitfalls of the cycle of birth and death in saṃsāra. And the Buddha searched for perfect enlightenment until he attained to becoming an arahant all through his own efforts. This was on the day of visakha that has passed already. And when the Buddha succeeded and had attained enlightenment, the Buddha then enjoyed the bliss of liberation in each of the seven places for seven days each, a total of 49 days. This is the Buddha having true happiness. And the Buddha went to go teach all the masses to understand the Dhamma, to know the path of Sila, Samadhi and Panya, morality, concentration and wisdom, which is the one path, the direct path, to the freedom from suffering, that which will progress one's mind to be truly free of suffering, because the happiness we have isn't true happiness. Venerable Ajahn Chah explained it clearly to us. He said about happiness and suffering, that happiness is like the tail of the snake. If we go and firmly grab The tail of the snake. It will be dangerous. The snake will come around and bite us. Suffering arises. And it is painful until death. So this happiness. We understand it as really being happiness. That it has no danger. But it's like the tail of a snake. If we go grabbing it. We will meet with suffering. That is. The snake will come to bite us. So when we have happiness and attachment arises it is the cause for suffering to arise again so we have to establish our mindfulness well it's not that we don't want happiness at all if we have happiness arise we establish our mindfulness if suffering arises we establish our mindfulness well we don't get deluded and lost in the happiness we don't get deluded in the suffering too much We will develop our minds following the teachings of the Buddha. We will practice in sila, samadhi and banya. To have met with the excellent path was difficult and troublesome. If we can practice it, then our minds will gradually become peaceful bit by bit. We will slowly be able to let go bit by bit. Even if we don't let go of everything, if we can let go just once, then this is being able to let go of some sense of self. This is getting closer to Nibbāna with each moment. May we be determined to do it. We come to give our Dhamma practice as an offering in the time that the Buddha enjoyed the bliss of liberation for 49 days. And may you all have true happiness. May you have good health and physical strength. May you grow in blessings.